Hey everybody, it's Edmund. This is from week two of the 2019 football season when we made a trip to Yonkala. I had a logical, well-thought-out reason for starting with North Salem last week. If there was an equally logical reason for going to Yonkala this week, I have forgotten it. Had I decided to go in reverse alphabetical order from now on? I don't know, and it doesn't matter. Yonkala is where Mrs. Ednold and I went to watch the Eagles take on the Triad Timberwolves of Klamath Falls in a rare Saturday afternoon contest. Yonkala is nestled in the hills midway between Eugene and Roseburg, and though we had both passed the signs on the interstate many times, neither she nor I had ever taken the exits and had no preconceived ideas of what we would find when we did other than, presumably, a football field somewhere in town. Yonkala was named after the dialect spoken by the local natives and was built on land donated for the purpose by a land claimant named George Burt. But by then, the foremost resident of the area was one Jesse Applegate, who in the late 1840s had made his home just north of what became the town. Applegate was prominent in the governance of Oregon in the years before and during its time as a territory and one of the original trailblazers of the West. He was instrumental in developing an alternate route to Oregon that avoided the Columbia River. His trail passed through northeastern California into southern Oregon and north to the Willamette Valley. It's safe to say that if you blaze a trail that still bears your name 175 years later, ipso facto, you were a badass in your day. So this was a guy who had his pick of places to live and Yonkala was the place he chose to call home. He died here and was buried on his own land in what is now the Applegate Family Cemetery. There are now 31 Applegates buried there, some relatively recently. And there is also an Applegate Pioneer Cemetery on a hill in Yonkala proper containing another 72 Applegates. Which makes me wonder, what makes an Applegate worthy of resting with Jesse in the family cemetery? His own brother Charles, at his eternal peace in the Pioneer Cemetery, didn't make the cut. Just curious. Our little tour of the town took us past two different facilities associated with Thorpe Lumber, and just judging from the geography of the area, I would guess that timber has been an important industry in the town for a very long time. Not so fun fact, Yonkala recently elected an 18-year-old mayor. That's right, a teenager. Thanks, Ben Simon, for making middle-aged non-mayors everywhere feel like complete slackers. Major League catcher Rocky Gale grew up in Yonkala, 
although he graduated from last week's destination, North Salem. And porn star Lily Carter was born here. I'm not familiar with her work, but naturally I was curious as to whether this was a great source of civic pride or a cause of shame for the more upright residents of this small town. That was a little pun right there. The one resident I had the courage to broach the subject with had never heard of her. Maybe Lily's family moved away shortly after she was born. I'll never know. But it did get me thinking. There is definitely something to be said for rising to the top of any field of endeavor, and Lily has apparently been recognized and honored for being very good at what she does. She has certainly received more recognition than most of us ever will for doing what we do every day. It may be in bad taste to erect any monuments to her along Main Street, at least until Messrs. Applegate and Gale get theirs, but in this visitor's humble opinion, excellence should be celebrated wherever we find it, and the town can go ahead and be proud of their local girl-made good. We rolled off of I-5 and into town to the sounds of Cool Modi rapping out Wild Wild West, with plenty of time to spare before game time. So we decided to grab a pre-game snack at the Yonkala Deli on Main Street. The spicy chicken sandwich and fried mushrooms were excellent and served with a side of visitors tips and answers to a few clueless out-of-towner questions provided by our chef-slash-server-slash-manager, Tammy Eveland. Tammy was the one I chose to field my question about the pornographic actress, and if Lily Carter is actually her BFF or daughter or cousin, she is a most convincing liar. And she took the time to direct us to the few local spots of interest. Lily's current residence was not one of them. But one of these spots was, of course, Yonkala High School, home of the Eagles. Located on the south edge of town, the school is can't miss close to the main north-south road through town, Eagle Valley Road. The parking lot is on the north side of the school with additional parking on the surrounding streets. Entrance to the field is on the north side, so if you go straight from the parking lot, you'll walk right to the ticket table. Four dollars each got us into the game, program included. The field itself is natural grass surrounded by a cinder track that has probably seen better days. A good-sized home grandstand with concrete seating and surrounding wooden roof and frame sits on the west side of the track with a concession trailer parked on the south side of it and a victory bell at the north end. A much smaller set of aluminum bleachers serve the visiting fans on the east side. Despite the Saturday afternoon game this week, the stadium is complete with lights for night games. The guess of those sitting near us was that there was some type of scheduling conflict responsible for this game not being scheduled for a Friday night. 
With a student body of just over 200, the Eagles compete in the Special District 1 South Conference at the State 1A level and last year finished the season with a 4-4 record and ranked number 17 out of 40 schools in that classification. They have won two state championships in their history, 1959 and 1961, and finished runner-up two more times in 58 and 84. The 1958 championship game was played at Yonkala High School. I can't be sure that the field was in the same spot then, or even if the school was for that matter, but I'm trying to imagine this being the site where a championship was awarded to Merrill, if you're wondering, and it's difficult, but intriguing. Okay, back to 2019. The game itself was of the eight-man variety. This was my first experience watching an organized football game with anything other than 11 players per side, and it took a little getting used to. Most of the action and strategy were similar to conventional games, but there was just more space on the field with six fewer players to occupy it. Triad, in particular, often ran a three-lineman set with a center and two guards, two wideouts, a quarterback in shotgun position, and two backs in some kind of modified wishbone formation. The fact that there was so much field for the defenses to cover was evidenced by the frequency with which the ball crossed the goal line. Yonkala began the game with about a dozen players suited up and lost one early to injury. Triad looked to have a few more players, but as the game wore on and exhaustion set in under the early afternoon sun, both defenses had trouble holding their opponents to drives of more than a few plays before yielding a touchdown. This led to a very long game as time was stopped to regroup and kick off after each score. I'm glad both teams didn't have a bell to ring after each touchdown. We may all have been deaf by the final whistle. Mercifully, after Triad took a 74-27 lead early in the fourth quarter, the 45-point rule took effect and the clock ran continuously from that point on. I haven't seen the official statistics, but each team must have had two or three players with hundreds of rushing yards. But it was Triad's ability to throw the ball that was the difference. Neither side was going to lose this game due to lack of effort, and the biggest differences between this game and the one we watched last week between two much larger schools had to do with the quantity of students, not the quality of play. The home crowd also, though small, represented their community well. I wouldn't expect to see many more people for a game in a town with a population just over 1,000 people. And despite the loss, everyone seemed to be enjoying themselves, as did we. I'm guessing that when Jesse Applegate decided that out of the entire Oregon Territory, this is where he wanted to stay, it just may have been on a beautiful, sunny, 
mid-September day spent watching the Yonkala Eagles play football. There you go. That was Yonkala from September 2019. Catch you next time.